Hi, and welcome to Nice Young People, where grown-ass adults review young adult books. I'm Candice in the UK, and joining me today is Lindsay in the US. Um, Yancina has... I think she's gone to Pride? Anyway, she's gone somewhere fun and exciting, and we have not. So um, it's just us two today. Uh, this week we read Nimona by... Noel Stevenson. <laughs> <laughs> This is a great start. <laughs> I've forgotten what book we read. Um, and Lindsay is going to tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, the summary or blurb is, um, Nimona is an impulsive young shapeshifter with a knack for villainy. Lord Ballister Blackheart is a villain with a vendetta. As sidekick and supervillain, Nimona and Lord Blackheart are about to wreak some serious havoc. Permission to prove to the kingdom that Sir Ambrosius Goldenloin and his buddies at the Institution of Law Enforcement and Heroics aren't the heroes everyone thinks they are. But as small acts of mischief escalate into a vicious battle, Lord Blackheart realizes that Nimona's powers are murky and mis are as are as murky and mysterious as her past, and her unpredictable wild side might be more dangerous than he is willing to admit. So this is the first graphic novel that we've reviewed so far um and i was really excited i don't know if you were lindsay but i was really excited to see something just that little bit different because i find um graphic novels or web comics because this was originally a web comic to be more like watching tv than reading a book yeah i love them um do you think that this was an effective way to tell a story uh, yeah, I really liked it. I, um, like, manga and all that stuff was really popular when I was in, like, middle school and high school, so I haven't really read that many graphic novels besides that. I know you and Yancy read, like, the, like, comics and all that stuff, but I don't really read them as often, um, but, like, graphic novels and stuff like that are kind of, like, a hit and miss with me because of, like, the art can, like, really make it or break it, um, but I really enjoyed the the art and the style of this whole thing. Um, so yeah, I really liked it. And I read it, um, I know you had the physical book, right? Mm -hmm. I did. Because I had the, um, I got the ebook, And so I read, I read part of it on my Kindle, which, I mean, it was in black and white because my, I have an older Kindle. But then they also have, it's like comicsology.com or something like that, which I just, found out about but that was pretty cool um as far as reading it like it would it would show like each like panel or whatever so yeah i was like reading it i was like flying through it because you can just like click like real fast and it's like so i, I like that and i thought that the art was like really well done and everything also like i was listening to some like synthwave <laughs> cd while reading this and i like could have sworn i was like thinking back on when i was reading it, i was like I was like, wait, why was there music? This wasn't a video. <laughs> but so now this like totally has like some like synthwave soundtrack to it whenever I think of it. <laughs> I think that's something for all of us to try. It sounds like an experience. <laughs> I mean, it fit, it fit in with like the kind of story that it was and everything. So it worked out well. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I was reading the hard copy alas no synthwave but this is this is a really gorgeous book I mean I know we're kind of just nerdy anyway about books but this is really nice to look at 
and the colouring of the comic itself just, I don't know, it works really well um, in a physical copy. So if, if you haven't read this yet and you're planning to, I would recommend the physical copy. So we should probably, <laughs> after all that, we should probably talk about what we thought of the book itself. <laughs> um, so I loved this story. I think it's one of the most satisfying things I've read in a long time. I, I can't even do my usual complaints of what's going on with the timeline and the ending doesn't work because <laughs> they both worked really well. <laughs> I am very pleased with this. I one. know, I think this is like the best... Yeah, this is like the best thing that we've read so far. Like, there's, this isn't one of those ones where like we start off like, ah, oh, give it like three stars, and then by the end of this, we're like, zero stars, one star. This is like, yeah, no, I thought this was really, really great, um, and I don't think I have any complaints about it unless, unless you think of something that was like really horrible that I like overlooked or something. <laughs> I can't think of any negatives so far. Like, but my only negative, and this was nitpicky, is that part way through I was like, oh, I ship Golden Loin and Black Heart, and it's never gonna happen. And then you're like, holy shit, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> there is literally nothing in this book that I, I actively disliked, which is, it's a miracle, people. It's a miracle. Yeah. It had to happen one day, <laughs> and it's finally happened. Yeah, I really liked how like all the um like all the roles were like reversed. Like the heroes were the villains and the villains were like the heroes and and all that kind of stuff. And I liked how like the main character was like she didn't want to be a hero. She's like, I wanna be like your evil sidekick, villain sidekick or whatever. Like you don't typically see all that kind of stuff. So I really like that about it it's really nice that it's one of those stories where I mean you get the story where someone comes along and they change the bad guy and make him good um, but spoiler if you haven't read it in this book the bad guy isn't actually bad and if anything he changes Nimona who's the real bad guy to possibly be good at the end which is it's unusual <laughs> I've never seen it done that way before and I really <laughs> really liked it the ending's a bit strange, but... In fact, the ending sort of reminds me of um, Stranger Things in the way that, you know, this young girl becomes a monster and then disappears, but there's still that hope of her coming back or being okay at the very yeah. least. It's the sort of ending that shouldn't really work or be satisfying, but somehow it is. And I'm not sure if that says more about us than the actual story, but it, <laughs> it is satisfying somehow. I'm I'm very I'm just I'm very pleased with this book, guys. <laughs> I didn't expect this going in, and I don't. I'm not used to actually liking something and having no complaints. It's a very strange feeling. <laughs> yeah, I like the ending, but I think we established that I like open-ending endings. Like I don't. I don't feel that a book has to like have all the ends tied up or whatever for it to be satisfying. So I like that mm -hmm. it was left sort of open ending. Yeah. Or open yeah, open ended if I can speak. Um rather than like happily ever after kind of ending. I mean it was like happy, but 
there's still like stuff to like wonder about. Thinking about the individual characters, who, because uh, all right, I was gonna say who did you like and who didn't you like? I think they're all pretty solid. So who do you think was uh, maybe the weakest of them? Um, I mean, I didn't really like whatever his name was, Ambrosius. Golden Lloyd. Or whatever. He was just kind of like, I don't know. Wasn't it like they were kind of like in like a, in like a group or something when they were first becoming whatever they were, knights or something? And then the director sort of like singled him out and was like, I want you to be whatever, like the head hero kind of. Like, if you think, like, how bad were all the other ones that he's the one that got picked? <laughs> I... Like, I don't know. He just wasn't very, like, s- strong. Not strong physically, but strong, like, assertive, I guess. It didn't seem like... Almost. See, I just... <laughs> I read that as being the whole point. That she went for the one who looked the part and was maybe more susceptible and would go along with what she said. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, I think it it works well that he's perhaps a bit, maybe a bit gullible for most of the book. (laughs) He's just like the pretty boy who swans around. (laughs) And it's nice that he got to have his like proper heroic moment. And it came after the fact, after the point where he acknowledged that he wasn't actually heroic at all. That was... Yeah. Oh, satisfying. I'm going to be using the word satisfying a lot, I think, <laughs> in this podcast. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I agree with you. He was the weakest character, but I think it served a really good purpose. I do wish that his relationship with um, Ballister was maybe shown a bit more, or we had some flashbacks to that. Just something to give it a bit of growth. Because I think if you're not, you know, a shipper if if you're not the sort of person who would <laughs> ship them anyway like we probably are um, you may not have have seen it coming quite so much um, yeah so it rewards those of us who just ship indiscriminately <laughs> but <laughs> for normal people out there it may not have been um so well built their relationship yeah, because you get the flashbacks of, like, the jousting thing and how, um, whatever, what's his name? You call him Ballister, but Blackheart or whatever, whatever, however you want to call him, lost his arm, um, and all that. But yeah, it would have been cool to see more flashbacks of, like, their other, like, training and, like, their relationship, um, before all that happened, rather than just their, like, conversation about it. That would have been cool to see. I wonder if there are any prequels or sequels. I'm I'm currently googling to see if there are any other books related to this one, because I need more. So carry on talking. <laughs> <laughs> I know she um the author um because I looked her up um she has other like web comicy things. Um, there was some like hipster Lord of the Ring <laughs> sort of parody comic which is pretty funny <laughs> i'm pretty sure it was like it was like all the it was the scene from the fellowship of the ring where gandalf was like you shall not pass and the the balrog or whatever um but it's like it's like so it's like all of them and they're like 
dressed all hipstery. And I think they're like in a bar or like something. And like the bell rog is like a some like big drunk dude or something. And yeah, it was just like it was really funny though. And, like the end scene, like where Frodo's like, No, Gandalf! It's like him in like the back of like this like VW van <laughs> or something with his like face pressed up against the window, like, Gandalf! <laughs> Uh, and I'm pretty sure she has some other comic, but I'm, I don't remember what that one was. I don't know if that was like another like parody of something or if it was like another original I know she's, uh, sort of comic. Co-creator of Lumberjanes, which I haven't. I've heard of it. I haven't read it. Oh yeah. But I may give it a go now. No, I haven't read that either. Uh, There's something, something else that she worked on too. Besides that, like some other well-known thing, but I can't think of it right now. But yeah, it would be interesting if she did even just like a webcomic sort of prequel or like other other like little thing involving the characters would be cool. Yeah, it looks like she has a couple other like original comics on her website. I don't see... I think she must have had a Tumblr or something at some point that she had like the parody comics on that just look like they're on her main oh. website. I th she's done some stuff for Boom Studios and Marvel Comics. I think that's what I was thinking of, but I forget what what Marvel um, thing it was. Runaways? I read it, I read it somewhere. Runaways <laughs> um, and Thor? Oh, and DC Comics? Something to do with that. She's done stuff, people. That's what we're getting at. She's done stuff and she's good and we are going <laughs> to be checking it out. Mm -hmm. Yep. Apparently there's like other Lord of the Rings stuff. I'm gonna have to like really look this up. This is amazing. <laughs> okay, we should probably talk more about the Mona rather than sitting here going, yes. "Oh, we've got to get back on this. topic." <laughs> <laughs> um, well, other people need to know about this stuff too. I'm Candace. sorry, I'm not trying to surprise anyone. <laughs> oh God. Okay. This has just been a really good weekend. <laughs> I saw a play yesterday. <laughs> I went in knowing nothing and came out like, this is so good and I'm so happy. And then I read this book this morning and I was just like, this is amazing. This never happens. I'm, I just, oh, all the content is good. All of it. Right. <laughs> I'm flicking through the books to see what we can talk about. That isn't just going to be, this is so good. Uh, Alright, if I had to criticise something, and I'm saying this in the loosest possible sense of criticising, and in full knowledge that I'm criticising something I could never hope to do myself because I can barely draw a stick figure, um, it would be that the whole big fight at the end with Nimona's like, dragony thing that she makes. Mm -hmm. is a bit dark <laughs> and it was it's kind of like you could tell what was going on but I found myself sort of skimming past it just reading the dialogue and moving on to the next panel it didn't engage me quite so much because it was like a lot of black and green and like uh, eh. <laughs> I feel like I don't know I feel like that's how I read though anyway is like I feel like I like 
just like go through the dialogue like really fast and that's why it always seems like it's like a like I'm watching like a movie or a TV show even though I'm reading like I don't know I think that's why I can't do like the Stephen King books that have like way too much like background and like descriptive kind of text like I like it to be like fast paced and like the dialogue and everything because like I can just like fill in the other background stuff like in my head or whatever but yeah I feel like I did that a lot with this too I was like Ooh, what's next like keep clicking like the next arrow to view the next panel or whatever to see like what's going on yeah so i feel like i should probably reread it and like take a better look at some of the, <laughs> the like art and happening. like panels and stuff <laughs> i'm sure there's like stuff that i missed in the background that was like you know really like clever or something but i kind of like breeze through it too fast so i'll have to take another go at you know it what? i i could be wrong because i also read it quite fast i was like skimming each panel in case there was something I was missing in the background and I don't think that there was much of that sort of stuff because you do read some graphic novels mm-hmm. and they'll have little things happening in the back and you get to the end and you're like did I miss something and then when you go back and look there was something yeah. happening like in the back of the third panel on like, the 54th page I didn't notice much of that in this um, and I actually noted it while I was reading that I appreciate that because sometimes it feels like you're being caught out like, if you're not looking closely enough, you're being punished for it because yeah. later on it's like, did you notice this? Um, but I feel like this book is very straight with you. <laughs> it's like, here's what's happening. Take it in. Yeah, it is more like you can tell that it was originally a webcomic because mm-hmm. it does have that feel to the panels and everything. Whereas, like, I know, like, some of the manga I've read, there is, like, a lot of that extra stuff that they put in like little little side things or like little stuff in the background that's not necessarily like you don't have to read it but it's just like extra stuff thrown in that's like kind of cool or whatever but um yes yeah, so there wasn't like a lot of this it was more like a modern webcomic have you read a lot of webcomics i mean i read a few but i don't read any I don't think I read any that are like really like a continuing story. Mm-hmm. Like I know I read like that XKCD yeah. and then um what is the other one? I don't know, like wears like a hat. <laughs> <laughs> That's not helpful at all. It's a little something that wears a hat. I, <laughs> it's like a little a little guy and he's kind of like stick figure like and I, he wears a hat. And the illustrator I think is from New Zealand. <laughs> but yeah, I can't. I can't think of the name of it. <laughs> if I if I think of it, we can put it on the on the website when we put this episode up. But yeah, it's not like one that has like a continuing story. It has like the same character, but it's like you know each one is its own sort of thing. But um, I've read some over the years. Um, the most recent one is Check Please. Which Yancina and another friend of ours, um, Mel, were like, read this. It's about hockey. I'm like, I don't like hockey. There are two guys. <laughs> okay. Um, that's a super cute one. Uh, I need to catch up with that. And, oh, all right. So I used to read one called Questionable Content. And I started reading that when it was almost two years in. And I just stopped reading a couple of years ago because I just didn't have the time to catch up so I need I've got years worth to catch up on but 
<laughs> that shit. Hold on, I might have to Google this because it's been going forever. Um, so if you like stories that go on, like go on, <laughs> it's, it's worth checking out because <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's been years. Um, yeah, 14 years it's been around. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so if you like long stuff, long storylines, check that out. It, it's got a bit of everything. Drama, sci-fi, um, relationships, different sexualities, different genders. Just, it's a lot. There's a lot of shit going on. But it's, it, from what I remember, it's great. I feel like we should link... We should link to these. We should. When we put the episode up or whatever. Just like other cool web comic y things to check out. Oh, and I found the one that I was talking about Loading Artist. And if you Google that, the little stick figure guy with the hat should come up so I'm not like crazy and I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, that. Oh, that. Or if you put it in Facebook, oh, it comes oh. up. But. Oh! I've seen this one around. <laughs> oh, this is cute. I like this. <laughs> this. This episode is just gonna be like a list of wrecks. <laughs> but um, back to the <laughs> back to the book. I thought I thought it was like very relevant to today's like politics mm-hmm. with the uh, um what was it the what was it called. The institution. Institution of um, law enforcement and heroic. Yeah. It just made me think of, like, at least, like, American politics and how they claim to be the heroes, but they're actually doing all this, like, really devious mm-hmm. stuff. And the, the so-called villains are the ones trying to, like, expose everything and, like, I don't know. Maybe Ambrosius is kind of, like, Trump, but maybe, well, he's not that bad, but kind of like the Trumpish figure sort of and then you have all the horrible people behind him that are like pulling all the strings and doing all this terrible stuff and i was just like this is really really relevant (laughs) i'm preferring to think that the king is trump (laughs) because we never get to see the king (laughs) and he's essentially useless and he has lackeys who do the terrible things for him that is true i didn't even think of the king because yeah we didn't even get to he wasn't in it at all, right? We just never saw him and then he dies. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> okay. But yeah, I don't know if it was like meant to be written that way or if it just like turned out to be super, super relevant and uh, mirroring what's happening politically currently. But yeah. <laughs> well, it started when like six, seven years ago, I'm guessing. So maybe. Yeah, it wasn't Very like prescient. totally recent. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's so hard to talk about the good ones because you can't just bitch about them. <laughs> so did we ever? Um, there was the, like whatever you want to call it, myth about the creature, the shape shifting creature that can't be killed mm-hmm. or whatever. Was it ever um, said for sure that that's what Nimona was? I. Or did we I not? No. Did they not say that? That was implied, but then there's also the implication that she was possibly an experiment by the Institute. But I think 
by the end I was assuming that it was that she was this ancient creature possibly the one that killed that night way back when it's it mm-hmm. left kind of open-ended I think I think you could choose which one you prefer um, although yeah. there was that let me see if I can find it there was that flashback scene which seemed very out of place where it was put it was just you're in the middle of a scene and then you turn the page and you're in a flashback um, I'm just looking it up I think that must be the truth yeah was it when she was like locked up or whatever her parents kind of had her locked up I'm assuming that's the truth that maybe it's a bit of everything Although didn't that didn't that teen also say that she was like I guess the parents weren't even sure that she was the real Nimona? Maybe it's all of the stories. Maybe you know she was this ancient creature and she did take this kid's place and you know she eventually got out and her town had been destroyed. Maybe it's just all of the stories that we saw that are true. Yeah, which would be quite nifty if it if it was that I'm just I'm trying to think of things to say that aren't this is really good (laughs) guys it's tiring talking about something you love because you can't hate on it (laughs) default setting I just want to like be able to shapeshift into a cat I like why would you pick to be a person I would just be like a cat all the time just like wander around cool places and just like nap in the sun (laughs) (laughs) I think I'd like to be other people. I mean, a cat can just eat and sleep. That does seem like a great existence. But be other people, do other things. That'd be cool. I mean, I guess if she was like inherently kind of devious and villainous, so to speak, then it does fit that she would want to shapeshift into like other people and stuff. I liked how she like messed around with Blackheart and like pretended she was like the director of the institution and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like she doesn't seem like like an ancient being. Like I don't know. Maybe she like takes on qualities of like a a young adult yeah. or whatever from being in that like um in that body or like whatever for so long or something. Just. She definitely acted very teenager-like with some of the things that she did. She <laughs> really was. I think um, that's one of the things I liked about her relationship with um, Ballister Blackheart is that it was very much like a parent-child relationship, especially towards the last, mm-hmm. um, well, maybe like the middle third. Middle third, they were very much like father and daughter, and then it all went a bit pear-shaped after that. Um, but yeah, she she is very. I mean, she's clearly not the greatest person, given that she's quite happy to kill <laughs> left, right, and center. But she is very childlike at points, um, which, yeah. like you said, does make you think. You know, is she really the ancient, or is she just picking up on something that fits um, the body she's in? I find it quite endearing. I thought it was um. I liked how Blackheart just, like, doesn't know who she is, doesn't believe that she was sent by the Institute or whatever, but he's just like, yeah, come chill at my, like, villain lair, 
We'll order pizza and play board games. <laughs> well, he does mention he doesn't have many friends. <laughs> and that the institute kind of took the last ones he had, so maybe he thought, well, if she hasn't been touched by the institute, <laughs> she may stick around. But I also like the uh, all the the board games that were clearly like one of them was like instead of sorry, it was like apologies or something. <laughs> and I forget what monopoly well, was, domination. but they were all really funny. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. What was it? A boot, um, a scotty dog, and a probuche. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was cute. I'm quite liking Nimona's idea of winning that game. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm gonna have to try that next time. Next time I play. You're wrong. Rebellion. <laughs> Set the world on fire. <laughs> I can see why Yanzina likes this story. <laughs> it's very much. Screw you guys. Rebel. Yeah. <laughs> And if all else fails and you're losing the game, just didn't she like light yeah. it on fire or she like breathe fire on it? I feel like that's how Monopoly always ends up, so <laughs> it's pretty accurate. <laughs> Monopoly is one of those games where someone has to flip out, otherwise it just goes on too long. Twelve hours later and you're still playing, and it's like, please, <laughs> someone flip the board and storm off already. <laughs> I don't even know how does that game even end. It's just like when someone gets all yes, the money. When everyone else forget. is broke, I think. <laughs> or when you cave and you're like, all right, whoever has the most wins because it's been <laughs> half a day and we have life to lead. Yeah, there needs to be like a time limit. Like whoever has the most money or the most properties at the end of 10 hours <laughs> wins. Monopoly, <laughs> the endurance sport. So I was like, there is no like end space. You just go around in a square the whole time. It's not like Candyland or something where there's like a clear like end winner stand on this space and you win <laughs> see best board game in my opinion is game of life i love game of life and there's an ending i don't know that game you always end up with like five sets of twins <laughs> and like some like really shitty career but somehow you make like a million dollars at it <laughs> it's not very accurate <laughs> <laughs> No, this is true. <laughs> I will grant you it'll, it's not accurate. It'll be like <laughs> it'll be like your career is a character caricature artist, but you're making five hundred thousand dollars a year <laughs> and then you have you have five sets of twin boys and I don't know, like the things that you get in that game are ridiculous. <laughs> Save this like it's a bad thing. <laughs> you're really selling it to me, actually. I'd play that. It's better than real life, so. Hey. <laughs> yeah, so this book, um, it feels to me like it deserves a sequel. Maybe I, it's just that I really want a sequel, but it feels like she set up this world and it works so well, and we've got these characters. And there are loads of background characters. I don't know if they have names, but like, you've got the woman selling apples who I think may be the same woman later on who's like do they really think a joust or a tournament is a good idea <laughs> and, and Meredith um, Blitzmeyer all these little background characters just mm -hmm. give them names and have another comic I want more yeah and just like the like even if you did the same world but with 
different characters or new characters like the world was so interesting mm-hmm. itself because it's it's almost like a steampunk esque mm-hmm. in that it's like is it in the, is it in the future because they have all that technology and like weird stuff but then it has like the the magic stuff but then they also have like a king and knights and jousting still so it's just like that like really interesting mashup of like times and fantasy elements and realistic elements and all that that was just really interesting and it's left in such a good position as well because the king's gone the institute's gone so what fills that void what comes next it's it's ripe for more stories she should definitely do another one and definitely this time show the king and have him just be like donald trump (laughs) (laughs) although that would have to be like in a flashback or something because he's dead now but yeah okay you mean the king not donald (laughs) trump what (laughs) it's just the way you said it have the king in the book be like trump it's the way you went just like be donald trump but it'd have to be a flashback because he's dead now i was like Trump's like, I didn't watch the news this morning, but I'm pretty sure they would have interrupted the case I was watching to mention it. For the record, if the FBI is listening, that was not any sort of anything. Don't come arrest Don't worry, us, I... please. That was all. That was all candies anyway. So you they should go are to her house and get her. With Johnny Depp right now. We're good. <laughs> Topical humor. You never know. It's probably it's probably somebody's job at the whatever it is NSA or whatever to listen to like every podcast <laughs> for I don't know suspicious activity. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, we better get back to Nimona. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what did you think about the fact that? Um, even nearish the start when Ballister is viewing himself as a villain all of his plotting is actually only serving to help people so you've got him robbing the bank but then he just ends up giving money away (laughs) to everybody (laughs) you've got him trying to um, poison people to make them turn against the institute (laughs) but um, again that's that's really in the grander scheme of things just helping people because it does make them think more critically about the institute what do you think about the fact that he was never actually a bad guy did did you think about that at the start or did you just um accept him as a villain um uh, no i li- i like that um i think that's kind of what made me think of like the political stuff mm-hmm. because that's just like how how things kind of are today is like the people that are actually doing good are labeled as villains or like that they're they're bad or whatever um so yeah that whole that whole idea is what made me think of that and i i don't know i think it's kind of like the same thing happened to blackheart is like the the institute and the media and everything just called him a villain or whatever the whole time so he was like oh I must be a villain so I think that's what made him think that he wasn't wasn't good or whatever but he actually wasn't ever like that so yeah no I I like that and thought that that was interesting 
and I, I think similarly um, as we mentioned before it kind of worked the same way for Golden Loin as well because he was just told he was the hero so he went along with it which is a shame because it, it means yeah. that their, their entire estrangement was just for the sake of the Institute for them to have their hero and have their bad guy and it's sad I'm so glad I mean it sounds terrible I'm so glad the director of the Institute died in the end because there would be no justice in her living because she was a terrible terrible person yeah she had no no redeeming qualities whatsoever she was just like evil to the core (laughs) not like one of those villains where it's like I don't know they just happen to go wrong Mm. or like there's like some kind of like sad aspect to them that makes you feel Mm. bad but um yeah no the director was just like I didn't really care that you died I was like good go away (laughs) and her whole um reasoning behind everything she did seemed to be she needed to protect the kingdom which is quite funny given that I don't think there were any hints of outside um conflicts going on or of anyone threatening to attack them it's just like it is like you said very much um reflective of the political situation now where we're going (laughs) we need to protect ourselves we need all these deterrents it's like but why (laughs) if we have nukes are we going to use them i don't understand (laughs) yeah that was that was also like really really relevant and and everything to real life it just makes you wonder like how how did noel stevenson know all this did she do this on purpose it had to be like purposeful that it was like that much aligned with reality (laughs) i feel like we should be messaging noel stevenson and being like what's the jade root nuclear weapons (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> did we read this right yeah I want it, I want there to be like another story with that scientist lady I feel like s- something has to like happen to her eventually she was just too like <laughs> aloof and like I forget what I think that was at the point when um was it Nimona was like the dragony whatever thing outside and everyone's like running and screaming in terror and she's just like in her lab working on stuff like oh, I don't watch the news I don't open the windows like <laughs> things are on fire people are screaming and running she around notebook. And... <laughs> I think she's great at the end um, did you notice at the end that her Blitzmeyer and um, Blackheart have set up their own labs it's in the epilogue you um... see the, the sign for their labs yeah hmm. I think it's literally just called it's my black heart lab or something uh hold on yeah i would have liked to have seen more of what because didn't black heart do all kinds of experiments and laboratory stuff to see more of like what he like other stuff that he worked on besides whatever poisoning the well, not like poisoning poisoning the apples and stuff but just like other other stuff there's so many like little things that um, Noelle Stevenson could just do like even like little mini comics on like per her website or whatever that would be really cool yeah. or just like she should do like a comic that's like set in the same world <laughs> and have it like 
where it could be like you think it's Nimona, but maybe it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can just you like can other stuff. Like I, we need to like write to her and just be like, make this, make this stuff happen. <laughs> I want, I want a sequel at Blackheart and and Blitzmeyer's lab, and I want Blackheart and Golden Moon to be going out. <laughs> and I just, I want it all. <laughs> I want all the nice things to happen, and I want science, and I want magic, and it's, I just want it, <laughs> everything. This is a really good book, guys. I don't even know, like, what would, what would Golden Loin do at the lab? I feel like we don't even, I don't I think know. he would make a really good Like you said, boy. he's just one of those, like, <laughs> yeah, like, he's just, he didn't really do too much, and he just kind of did what people told him to do, so it's like, I don't know. Would, would Blackheart even let him into the lab? I don't know if I would trust Golden Loin around anything. <laughs> that would be funny. There's your source of humor right there. <laughs> I, I think we've come up with a really good idea, and I think Noelle Stevenson should do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully she'll listen. We'll just tag her in every Twitter, <laughs> every Twitter post we post. And some- when did when did this come out? Was this? Not this year. Last um, year? Hold on. Maybe she's moved on to that other this, comic thing. This came out 2005, I think. Judging. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's copyright 2000. No, no, that's not what I meant to say. That's not the words that I meant to have come out of my mouth. 2015. <laughs> oh, okay. That sounds more believable. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. I was reading 2015 and 2005 <laughs> came out. That's okay. I'm pretty sure it's something on at work the other day. I put like, you know, 2006 or something. I put 2016 still on everything, and it's almost July. Especially, I don't know. If it's like, I guess it was. I was like, writing the date on something the other day when it was the 15th, and so I put like six, fifteen, sixteen. Of course, logically comes next, but no, it was it's 2017. Oh, you don't do your dates like that, so that wouldn't make no, sense. No, we do to you. them the normal way, <laughs> the logical way. The logical way. Day, month, <laughs> year. It makes sense. And yeah, we should definitely do more graphic novels and stuff. We should. We'll have to think of something really good, because I don't want to do a bad one after this. <laughs> I feel like we should just choose the very best graphic novels to make up for the fact that we sometimes read questionable books. Yeah, I guess it would have to be more like a standalone thing, because I know, like I said, you and Yanzina read all the comic book stuff, but unless, I mean, you've already read like everything that there is, it seems, so it's like unless you read something where it's like the first in a series, then I would be like super far behind. (laughs) So I know all those ones like are on like issue number like 55 or like something ridiculous <laughs> we'd have to like start something like a new thing yeah, I don't read a lot of stuff like that to be honest I'm kind of terrible with reading graphic novels I'm like I'll read them I'll get around to it and then six months later I'm like halfway through <laughs> although this <laughs> week I did finish an actual novel after 13 months so it could be worse. I just fail anyway. Um, right. We will 
think up other recommendations for webcomics and post them on the website when this episode goes up because uh, I can't think of any off the top of my head I would tell you what we're reading next week I don't think we decided to be fair when we came up with the list of books mm. to read we had about two and a half months in advance I think and we were like that's going to take forever and then it's suddenly <laughs> at the end of that two and a half months okay okay so apparently next time we are going to read The Upside of Unrequited by Becky Abertali. Um, and she also did Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda, which we reviewed back in insert date here <laughs> that we reviewed that. Um, <laughs> okay, so here is the summary for the Upside of Unrequited. Um, 17-year-old Molly Peskin Suso knows all about unrequited love. No matter how many times her twin sister Cassie tells her to woman up, Molly can't stomach the idea of rejection. So she's careful. Fat girls always have to be careful. Then a cute girl, cute new girl enters Cassie's orbit, and for the first time ever, Molly's cynical twin is a lovesick mess. Meanwhile, Molly's totally not dying of loneliness, except for the part where she is. Luckily, Cassie's new girlfriend comes with a cute hipster boy sidekick. If Molly can win him over, she'll get her first kiss, and she'll get to and she'll get her twin back. There's only one problem, Molly's co-worker, Reed. He's a chubby Tolkien superfan with a season pass to the Ren Fair, and there's absolutely no way Molly could fall for him, right? Uh, yep. So that's what we're reading next time. Sounds cool, I'm looking forward to it, because Simon vs. the Homo Sapiens agenda was amazing, yeah. so <laughs> this one should be good. Oh, oh, we forgot to do a rating. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I was. I don't know. I was going to mention that, but we got sidetracked by the next book we're reading. Um, okay, so star rating. I am giving it a five. I kind of want to give it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, we didn't have anything bad to say about it. How could we give it anything less than a five? <laughs> there were no criticisms. I'm sorry. I tried. I can criticize anything, but this, I think this broke me. There was nothing. Yeah. I apologize. The art was, the art mm -hmm. was amazing. The characters were like really mm -hmm. well done. It was like reflective of the, the real political situation. Yeah. The ending was, the ending was good and left us like wanting more. So yeah, five stars. Good choice, Yanzina. Good choice. <laughs> I cheese books more often. <laughs> right, so uh, that was our attempt at a review of the Mona by Noel Stevenson. It was mainly just us gushing about how good it was. Sorry, <laughs> we will we will try and be more critical next time. Not guaranteeing anything though, because the next book seems pretty good as well. Um, thank you for listening. We will. Oh no, no, I've done this wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> we should tell you that we're on Twitter, so you can find us at Nice Young People or on our individual Twitters. So, uh, Yasina's is at Eden Burns, E G E N B U R N E G. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Many Choirs, M A N Y Q U I I E S. And I'm on Twitter at Lindsay42, it's L I N D Z E Y42. And we're also on, on Facebook, and you should review us on iTunes, and we're on SoundCloud, and like a million other things. Right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
but are we on Stitcher, <laughs> TuneIn, like other things? I don't know. We'll put a list of them somewhere. So yeah, re- review us, leave us a review, and give us recommendations. Yeah, talk to us. Come talk to us. <laughs> right, no, okay, we should actually go now. So, thank you for listening. If <laughs> you made it to the end, yay! Um, we are going to go and try and find more books to read. So, bye. Yep. Bye. Go. Oh.